I wish you were watching the wedding, looking at Barnaby like, Sup, man? Why? You know I hit it, right? <laughs> Eskimo bros. Yeah. Your robe comfortable as hell. <laughs> Brunch! Hit it, boys! In the song Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, what does the line mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop mean? That's a line? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Rockin' around Christmas, Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Oh, where they try to stop underneath the mistletoe. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. It could mean one of two things. One is... They see the mistletoe and they're like, "Oh, honey, let's let's stop for a second. Love yeah. you, babe." Uh, I, I assume that's what it means. So that's, that's not what I assumed. So the second option, I just always assumed it meant like the couples can't help, but they they can't stop themselves because of the mistletoe. And then I was I heard the song again, and I've thought that forever. What that they just like have sex under well, the mistletoe? Well, like the couples are trying. It's like, oh, the mistletoe. It's so contagious. It's crazy. But I thought about it. And like, if that's actually happening, that's a fucking ridiculous party. <laughs> whoa, 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 guys. Cut it out. Because like th- those makeouts exist where you're like, oh, fuck, we're in public. Like, d- holy smokes. But it's not just that one couple would be doing that. It's all the couples. Every couple. It's a real swingers party. That's what I... And like, I... Uh, so... I was thinking about that. And I was like, I feel. I thought that it was the second one. I thought that I was stretching by guessing that it was that they stopped under to kiss. But if that's the first thing that you think of, yeah, no, I maybe think that's, that's the what first thing that normal people yeah. think of. Yeah. I thought it was like they can't get their fucking hands off each other, and people are just fucking ferociously making out at this 1958 Christmas party. <laughs> Have you ever had the problem of being like a PDA person, uh, where you've gotten like complaints about it? Uh, I generally complain to myself about it before uh, I've gotten a complaint. But I've gotten – I've had the thing of, like, you people to... are fucking looking uh, yeah, at yeah, us okay. or something. Yeah, I, I haven't – I don't think I've ever – I'm pretty good about that, I think. Unless I, it's, like, a bar situation. It, where, well, like, that's the thing. It's only happened at rule, a bar where it's been All the rules are out the window yeah. at a bar, I think. Uh, one time, I unfortunately had that situation present itself at a bar where it was, like – Whole, like, holy smokes, this needs to stop. We are making a fucking scene. And then, like, two days later, uh, I went to, like, a party for somebody, and it was at that same bar. <laughs> and I was like, because I had planned out, I was like, well, I'm never going back to that fucking bar again. <laughs> or especially not while all these same people were right. there. And I was there, like, two days later in front of the same employees. Did you do Quite the same thing? No, it was with a different crowd oh, okay. and everything. And I was, I just, I felt like such a fucking, like, freak i wanted to get uh speaking of freak and uh freak shows Mm. we watched uh babes in toyland this week yes yes do you want to get right to that uh before we get to that let's do some uh some housekeeping yeah Uh, one of our listeners we got a special request uh this episode one of our listeners is turning uh 21 today on friday happy birthday maria happy birthday maria go uh Go go live it up. Twenty first birthday. Go to a bar and be gross and just make out with dudes until they feel bad about themselves and never get to go back to that bar again. 
Yeah, do the yeah, do no. I was going to say like go do like a big drunk public makeout or I feel like that's problematic to go to tell people to go out and just start uh, kissing. For it's the 21st birthday, they can do whatever they want. What'd you do on your 21st birthday? I I know what I did, but mm. you can't guess it. Uh you got blackout. No. What? I didn't drink at all on my 21st birthday. Really? Why? I played tennis. Why? That well, tennis is awesome. Tennis is great. Tennis, tennis is, is a very underrated. I'm never willing sport. to get to like put in the work to get good at it, but I love to play. Oh, it. I suck at it, but yeah. it's so much fun to play yeah. with friends. Uh, because I turned 21 on like a Monday or something, mm-hmm. and none of my friends wanted to go out. Oh, uh, you're saying like when, like the like second that, you turned 21, right? Like the day, like I wanted to go just get a legal drink. Oh, I did that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. And when I went to do it, uh, the guy it was at PJ Ryan in Somerville. The um, the bouncer was like, hey, this license expired. Oh, what a dick move. And I was like, oh, and he was like, I'm kidding, man. Happy oh, 21st. Okay. I yeah. know that there are people that have actually gotten turned away from a bar because they're like, oh, this is expired. It's a hilarious move to be, uh, to, but to do that as a joke. Was, yeah, was, that's a great move for a like, joke. It was like, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? We razz each other in 21 fir- world, man. Yeah, right. This is your first ex- bar experience or first legal bar experience. What are you going to tell the bouncer? That he's he's wrong? Yeah. You're not supposed to be familiar with that world. Yeah, but I don't know. Young people are really fucking uppity when it comes to. I feel like it's because people, young people fucking suck. Yeah, they're more confrontational with that sort of thing. Like I've at no point has anyone been like this ID doesn't work or like I don't think this ID is real any shit like that. And if it ever happened, I'd just be like, all right, fucking whatever, I'll go someplace else. But I know a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people I know be like, motherfucker, I'll kill you, and it gets to. It goes from one to a thousand really fucking quickly. So do that on your twenty first birthday. <laughs> yeah, Maria, just uh, just go pick a fight with a bouncer. Go the there. One. Go to the the door, and if they're like, "Could I see an ID?" Be like, "I'm twenty one." And if they're like, "Right, well, here at bars we do uh, IDs." Be like, "What? You don't believe me?" And then you fucking uh, yell something really loudly. Uh, say to a woman as part of a thing. She'd be like, oh, really? You're not going to let a woman come in? And it, just trust me. That's what we do when we're It's 21. basically like bars are like prison rules. You have to walk in and find the biggest person in the bar and immediately fight them to establish yourself as a 21-year-old. I like the idea of giving someone who potentially has never been to a bar tips or a little glimpse of what a bar is like because they don't fucking know. Right. So we can fucking tell them whatever. Watch out for the fire. You're going to see a lot of fire in bars. At and it 12.30, a half an hour before closing time, they just light the bar on fire. Yes. Force everybody out. And you have to run out. Unless you know how to displace <laughs> if you have seen that awesome movie. That's not a funny joke to make because every it's time I see the back. fucking things in California oh, yeah. it's going on, I'm like, Big fire. oh my fucking God, I hope that nobody's displacing. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> those... That that shot of the highway is fucking wild. You've seen that? Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, that is. Uh, I like somebody edited that video and then changed this the the highway sign to entering 2018. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, but yeah, th- those fires are fucking terrifying. Uh, yeah. So happy birthday, Maria. Uh, we also have reviews. Yeah, we got a couple of reviews. Reviews. I think they're pretty good. Um, I'll be the judge of that. But we did probably not as good as the ones we had last week with mm. you just reading the lyrics to Thunder because that was great and well received on the video that we made. For well, it. Thunder, it, it was. It got a bunch of retweets pretty quickly. Yeah. I was like, like, people were fucking waiting for that shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, the Real Bad Boys of Podcasting by Thunder Era. Mm-hmm. This is, this yeah, is really so the, like the, the this Thunder thing continues. Hey guys, especially Hank. Wait, JK. 
DJ and Pete are the real bad boys of podcasting. Mm. Ooh, that's some shade. Thanks. Pardon First. my take. Uh, the real pa- bad boys of podcasting, and that's why Santa put them on the naughty list. Ooh. Trick or treat, gang. Hit it, boys. Nice. Doink the doink. Uh, gender up. GKG says Sarah Mac. That's how that was spelled. Uh, favorite episode of the podcast this season, Gay Graves. The Italian accent impression really just reeled me in. P.S. Pick me for that T-Tough bobblehead boy Twitter at Sarah Mac. Um, what was the Italian impression? Who did it? Was it me or you? Uh, I think, remember, because the uh, the Gay Graves was in Italy? Right, yeah, I remember so, that, but I don't recall a... Uh, I think you did the Italian impression. And generally the followed. I'm generally the, 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 I'm generally the, the you, accent guy around you here. You jump headfirst into impressions whenever you get the chance. Uh, Whether yeah. or not I <laughs> know a, if I can do that. Right. If it's appropriate or not. And usually it just comes around to you doing Ray Romano. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pretty good thing we have going. Uh, so if you want to leave us a review... Uh, I think we'll do the the Tyler Toffoli bobblehead giveaway for like another week. Yeah, and give some give people some some more chances to uh, to get some funny reviews in. So if you leave a funny review, uh, you can win a L.A. Kings Tyler Toffoli Christmas bobblehead. It's, it's very a pretty nice. cool thing. It's a pretty neat neat ass fucking thing. Uh, we are also on Patreon. If you want to pledge to the podcast and help support us and help give us money to give to our guy Ryan, yeah, uh, that's Patreon.com. Slash listen to brunch. The people who have done it so far have been very, very nice, very considerate. Thank you very much. Again, it's not going to us yet. We'll see. Uh, if we play our cards right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we wanted to talk about a Christmas movie for this episode, and I insisted it be really Babes did. in Toyland. No idea what I was getting I into. had not seen it in forever. I saw it when I was a kid, and I remembered I was like, what the fuck? And I also remember later in life being like, oh, Drew Barrymore, that's that chick from Babes in Toyland. Really? And, oh, Keanu Reeves. I saw that guy Jesus. once in Babes in Toyland. I, I'm My initial really glad. exposure to those two were Babes in Toyland. Jesus Christ. I'm really glad that I did not see this. So this was the first time that I saw this movie. I'm really, really glad that I did not see it uh, before the majority of these actors work. Because, like, <laughs> watching John Wick, knowing that that's the guy from Babes in Toyland, yeah. would fucking ruin that fucking shit for me. bootleg ass Aladdin <laughs> running around there. It really, I really Got, did think to myself, I was like, he he's dressed like Aladdin in this movie. There's a lot of uh, bootleg people in this. I uh, didn't, Barnaby is played by bootleg Rodney Dangerfield. I was going to say he's bootleg Josh Gad. Like, if they made that movie, Ooh. he would absolutely be played by Josh no, that's, Gad. No, that's Georgie Porgy. Georgie Porgy. Yeah. Wait, who is the, uh, who are you talking about? Barnaby. Oh, Barnaby? He's yeah. not Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Barney is Rodney Dangerfield. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so, yeah, right. so this movie has uh, roughly four actors, and they all play a couple people, except for Lisa, who is always Lisa. She's played by Drew Barrymore. It is a 1986 made-for-TV movie, and it is about a girl who... Uh, they're driving in a snowstorm. Should we do like an official synopsis here? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Are we doing like a Are we doing a brunch review? No. Okay. I I, I would say no because uh, it's old. Because right and yeah and I feel that this yeah this is kind of a different thing. So um, real quick, uh, there's a blizzard going on early on in the movie. Lisa is played by Drew Barrymore. She's sitting home. By herself, very responsible. She's a responsible kid. They do a lot of stuff to establish. Very responsible kid. Watching 
TV, the watching the news, and the news anchor says, the big story in Cincinnati is blah, blah. And you're like, huh. It's kind of weird they would set this movie in Cincinnati, but whatever. It's not going to be like a movie about Cincinnati. And boy, are you wrong. Because within 11 minutes, they have broken into song and are singing all about Cincinnati. The first movie in history that has a uh, sing-along about Cincinnati. Two sing-alongs about Cincinnati. Well, yes. They, like... The the movie is tied together by a song about Cincinnati. It is a, it's a, it, it disguises itself as a Christmas movie, but really it's a movie about Pete Rose that happens around Christmas. Right. They talk about Pete Rose in this more than movie. anything. Yeah, which is nineteen eighty six. You got to remember. I don't think that uh, that Paul uh, that Bart Giamatti. I'm sorry, had uh, stepped in yet. But it's like that goes to show how shitty cincinnati is it's they only have one thing that's worth talking about so they just hammer it over and over and over again throughout the entire movie and they never song, say what's good about cincinnati and the song is uh the best it's like they spell out cincinnati a lot and they're like the best uh the best city in Ohio, USA, and you're like, I don't even know if that's true, and I don't even know that much about Ohio. I don't know. Like, I, I don't barely hero. know anything about Ohio, but if I had to guess, I would assume that Cleveland and Akron. Oh, Akron. Akron's supposed to be pretty. I don't know. Akron had LeBron, right? Cleveland, no, Cleveland is known as like a shitty city. Cleveland isn't is known Cin- for sucking. Isn't Cincinnati too? I th- it's got to be right, but like I don't. But the I, fact I that Cleveland pro- is like the staple of Ohio, yeah. That's what I think. I think of that before I think of Cincinnati. Right. Columbus, maybe? Ooh, Columbus, Columbus is probably they say, the top. Have you ever heard anybody say a bad word about Columbus? I don't think so. Because they're too busy saying great words about Columbus. Okay. People love Columbus because they say it's like a college, it's like a big college town. So let's do a quick power rankings of Cincinnati city or uh, Ohio cities that we've never been to. One, Columbus. Be Columbus. Definitely Columbus. Two, Two, I will give it to Cincinnati, but I think that you're being a little fucking. You, you know what you're doing? Full count. You're you're tossing the bat before I've called ball four by saying by just assuming it's the bet it's the better city than Cleveland. I think it's a lot closer than you think. I'll, I'm going to say Cleveland because I think Cleveland is more of a flagship city of mm. Ohio than Cincinnati is, and I feel like Cleveland probably has some uh, hidden gems, whether it's like dive bars mm. or strip clubs. I bet I bet Cleveland's a good place to go to if you know the good spots. Let's keep talking about uh, Ohio cities. Uh, Cleveland also has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's true. So that's a big thing. Drew Carey. Drew Carey show. I was actually thinking about one day because if I were ever if I could ever bring myself to get on a Spirit Airlines plane, I would Don't do that. Go. I would just go to fucking the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and just fly to Cleveland and back for the day. Why is it in? Cleveland. It costs like eleven dollars, I think. I don't know because they got to have something. <laughs> Fair no, enough. They they had like the fucking Jake. That was it. Is uh is the NFL Hall of Fame in? That's in Canton, Ohio. So you ah. know what? Canton could be high on the list. <laughs> nah. Well, I mean, think about Springfield. I was gonna say Hall of Fame cities outside uh, they, of Toronto aren't cool. They don't make uh, a coop. Eh, Cooperstown. No, Cooperstown is a fucking. Have you ever been to Cooperstown? It's in the middle of nowhere. It is a fucking ghost town. Yeah. There is nothing. So going for Hall it. of Fame towns are more. They suggest that a town sucks more right. than it's great. They suggest it's all they have. It's like having having a, a professional Hall of Fame is like having a Six Flags. There's <laughs> nothing else going on in that fucking town, and there's probably a lot of weird shit going on yeah. immediately outside of it. Uh, this is uh, a good discussion. Again, Canada does it right. Canada's the only one that does it right. They're like, oh, we get the Hockey Hall of Fame. 
boom, let's put it in a really cool American-type city. That's n- It's actually not an American-type city, because if it were an American-type city, then it wouldn't have a uh, Hall of Fame. Because Toronto's a good city. <laughs> True, yes. Yeah. It would be in fucking, like, Kamloops or some shit like that. Um, so. Hey, don't, don't, don't disparage Kamloops. I heard that's a pretty nice place. Have you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Western. It's like a Western Canada. Place. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. British yeah. Columbia is, is gorgeous. Quite nice. You ever go to Vancouver? It's kind of nice. Recommend it. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, they, they There's like the water. You can go for a run. There's all sorts of stuff you can do. All right. So where do we want to start down the off city. on this fucking movie? Because so, there is so much to talk about. So um, let's start with the the real life. So she's she gets a phone call from her mom while she's watching the news, and her sister has to go to work at a store, so she's by herself. Her mom says, hey, I got to get your fucking annoying brother, who is the dumbest fucking kid in the world. She's on the phone, and the kid's like, mom, mom, I'm hungry, like. You're with your fucking mom, and she's taking the, she's everybody knows how this fucking works. She's taking a thirty second break to focus on this thing. She's at a payphone. You don't just fucking start talking to somebody start while they're on the phone. Yeah, while they're on the phone, which is which doesn't really make any sense because uh, here is little Lisa, who's basically an adult child who yes. knows how to cook and like take care of herself yes. on her own. Gets her upset br- when she's given a sled as a gift because she that that that's because it suggests fun. that she's a child. Yeah, uh, and her brother is probably like what three four years younger than her, not more than. Oh a right, yeah, yeah, three to four years younger than her, and literally cannot. He's probably not even potty trained. My, well, one of my sisters is like a year and a half older than me, and she was a terrific student. It was just like, she was like a set it and forget it kid, just didn't do anything wrong. And then someone extremely close in age to her was all sorts of the opposite. Um, So anything could fucking happen. Uh, Anyway, so she goes to see her sister at the store. And the boss at the store, or Keanu, she works with Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves is hitting on her. This was actually a great move from the sister. The guy, uh, Keanu Reeves says, "Can I? do you want to go out for pizza after this? And she says, I don't know if I could eat three pizzas. And he says, who said anything about three pizzas? And she said, well, I have two other offers. That's, that's just the kind of way I, I, I want to talk. That's a, that's I want to say shit like that. It's a cocky little move, and it's... it's a, because she's clearly into him, so she's just joshing with yeah. him, and he uh, he's receptive to it. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little. Uh, I have I have I have options. Right. I don't need to go out with you, but I want to. So That's, so like when you choose, when you say yes to that, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you're my number one. Mm-hmm. It's a good move. Uh, yeah, but you don't want to let them know that you're their number one. Yeah, you do if you're a girl because it it, it ups the standards for the guy. Like That's he true. knows that he has to uh, put in the work because there there's a lineup behind him. Well, a depth chart. he needs. Well, he knows that he needs to put in the work anyway because she is uh, so hot, smoking. She's hot. crazy hot. <laughs> Should we check to see her age in this? I movie? did. I okay. wrote while I was taking notes watching the movie. I wrote. So, so here's a note that I wrote down, and this brings us to the next part about Barney, the owner of the store. We'll get to the age in a minute when I get there, but I'll say that. I joke while making a note. I wrote like, "Here's this blah 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 year old," and it was the correct age. Um, so how old? Twenty three. She was twenty three. Yeah. 
Okay. So like I, I was watching that, I was like, she's that that seems like a twenty three year old hot person. She plays like a what does she play in the movie? I would guess twenty three. Really? I would guess like like young early twenties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes my interpretation of the movie. She's playing less like a young adult. Then, yeah. Because uh, the the store owner Barney fucking wicked creepy towards so what i wrote i wrote uh mr barney runs the store and he is jonesing for fuck with mary he conveys this by aggressively sexually harassing her he is played by Dubut, like rodney dangerfield <laughs> like she could based off of, like the first 10 minutes of the movie she could hashtag me too oh yeah good god yeah um so they get out of the store because everybody quits because they're they all suddenly realize wait a second this guy's an asshole they all quit it's Christmas Eve by the way and do they uh, quit or do they just say they're they're leaving they're leaving well the the way that uh, George and Jack who that's that's uh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves is Jack and George and, uh, is played by bootleg dis- Kyle Gass discount Josh Gad no no Kyle, way more Kyle Gass you know who Kyle, Kyle Gass, Gass is the other guy in Tenacious D. No. He plays, he's an elf. He plays, uh, he's like always at that exact role. I would just like to point out that uh, Georgie Porgy yeah. is what his name is in Toyland. Mm. And this dude's somehow his real name is even worse. Oh, yeah. What is it? It's like, it's like geese or something like that. It is, uh, it's like goo. Like <laughs> yeah. the fucking guy from My Brother and Me. His name is. Is Googie Gress. Googie Gress. Googie Gress. How could how could anyone forget good old Googie Gress? This Googie Gress takes a role as Georgie Porgy and thinks to himself, Thank God finally, I get to finally I get a have real a name. normal name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they leave the store and it's a real blizzard and they're driving in Jack's Jeep and nope. they're doing a single along. No, no, no. It's Jack says that he has a Jeep. Yeah. He drives a Suzuki. Oh, it's a yeah, it's a uh, no, it's a uh, what's it called? It's a Geo Tracker. It's a Suzuki. It says on the back of the car, Suzuki. Really? I picked that up immediately. He goes, hey, I'll drive you home in my Jeep. It has four-wheel drive. And then they cut to him getting in the car, and it is a Suzuki. It's like... Fucking liar. uh, It's like in Eastbound and Down when he gets a Denali, and he keeps catching himself referring to it as an Escalade. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, they're driving in the Suzuki, and uh, Lisa... Falls out of the car, hits her head. As one does. Right. Hits her head very hard on a tree and uh, wakes up in a place called Toyland. This is known among children also as dying and going to heaven. Yeah. Well, I immediately thought. I was like, is she dead? So, yeah. That's got to be like a... That's like a child's idea of heaven. Right. It's just a bunch of toy... Yeah, it's just a bunch of toy... It's a toy town. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out the fact that um, Lisa... Finds out about a snowstorm while she's watching the news. Runs to the store to, to alert everybody to a snowstorm. But they kind of glaze over the fact that it was already a fucking snowstorm. Yeah. That was powerful enough to knock out her cable yes. and take down a telephone pole on yeah. her street. Everybody so, that was there knew just, that there was a fucking yeah. storm. But they acted like this was a big fucking development that came well, out they, of Well, you nowhere. know that they use it as an excuse to loot. 
I think. She was she got on the fucking thing and she was really smiling and she's like, guys, this is a fucking terrible snowstorm. Really fucking happy about it. And then everyone just fucking ran out with their toys. I feel like Drew Barrymore as a child actor was just happy about everything, even though the situation should dictate that she should be in distress. She just says it all with a smile. Being a child actor, everyone's always like, Oh, you don't know what they what like they're like that they're thrust into blah blah at such a young age. Like Yeah, but they can do their jobs so fucking poorly and no one says anything. Right. Like, if that were a fucking adult, they'd be like, cut, why the fuck are you smiling when you're <laughs> delivering bad news, you stupid fucking adult actor? When it's a kid, they're like, eh, they're stupid. They don't know how to work yet. You didn't poop your pants. Right, we'll yeah. Keep that take. And they, they're, and I was going to say, they're getting money for it. Like, their parents are getting <laughs> money for it. <laughs> their parents are getting money and they're just going to blow it. Pretty so. sweet deal. Uh, so, uh, she ends up in this place called Toyland. At no point asks, where the fuck am I? I know. How did I get here? That was one of my notes. Immediately she doesn't runs, ask any questions. Immediately runs into Georgie Porgy, who is clearly that guy George she was just in the store with. And he uh, says, I'm sorry. I'm Georgie Porgy. I work at the cookie factory. Takes off his hat and pulls a cookie out of his hat and gives it to her. And she eats it. No questions yes. asked. Just, uh... Eats a hat cookie, and he has, like, gross hair. Yes. Gross curly hair. This is a big movie for gross hair. <laughs> yes. They gave all the hot points to fucking Mary in this movie, because Mary, her 23-year-old it's, fine ass. It's unbelievable that she just eat. She asks zero questions, just eats the cookie out of Georgie's hat. That was wild. Georgie quickly fills her in on what the whole situation is in Toyland. Uh, the big news is that his buddy Jack is bummed out because... Uh, the love of his life, Mary, who is Mary, that that that's also played by the fucking girl. It's her sister, so just as hot. And <laughs> is her is her name is her name Mary? In yeah, the, uh... it's Mary IRL, and then it's Mary Quite Contrary. In so she doesn't even make the connection. Like no, at no point is she like I've seen you fuckers before. Right. You are literally my sister with the exact same name. She remembers the fucking Cincinnati song from real life, but she doesn't remember fucking people. She doesn't remember her loved ones. So uh, he's like, "Yeah, my buddy Jack's real bummed out because uh, Mary's gonna marry this this old guy Barnaby." And then he says, "See the house on the hill?" And he points and he says, "The bowling ball? That's Barnaby's house." And Drew Barrymore is like, oh, nothing. She's like, why are there fuckers living in fucking bowling balls here? And where are the rest of the houses? And also, like, the the most evil guy uh, in Toyland lives in a bowling ball. Yeah. That's the most evil thing that they can think of, is a bowling ball. I will say that for a bad guy, he's clearly a bad guy. For a bad guy, he's kind of a shitty bad guy. Oh, he's he, a like, terrible. He sucks bad at guy. being a bad guy. He's like he doesn't a... fucking like kill anybody no, <laughs> or do anything. He doesn't really do anything. He just like he... throws people's food away. He's not even menacing, really. Yeah, he's just kind of like he like, smiles and does goofy shit. Like he has like beer breath, and I imagine, <laughs> yes. but he he's also like filthy, filthy rich, and they keep hammering this home this point. But he lives in a fucking bowling ball full of weeds and gross shit. Yeah, and has the worst teeth in all of Toyland. He has very bad teeth. Uh, you know, has good teeth. Mary, uh, and he just lives in fucking filth. It's disgusting. But so the store, so he's marrying. He also has a really gross one nail. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Right. So uh, he's marrying Mary. So uh, you were probably asking why would Mary, a twenty-three-year-old piece of ass, marry Barnaby, 
a fucking 77 year old creep monster with no fucking teeth and he's like he has a bird to do all of his bidding uh, uh do of all thumbnail longer than his wiener yes uh because in this make-believe place called toyland where it's just a bunch of toys walking around mary's Mother needed help with her mortgage. Yes, that's right. In Toyland, mortgage exists. Mortgage exists, and it's a mortgage for a shoe house. This is a... A shoe house that was passed down to her family, which makes Mm. zero sense at all. Why would you have a mortgage if your house was passed down to you? Uh, Right. By friend's rules, I know that if your grandmother fucking had the dope-ass place, you just get it. Right, and she dies or has to move out somewhere else. Right. You don't have to pay for that place. Yes, uh... This is a rated G movie that is made for people who are stupid enough to watch this movie. And I think that it's a stretch to assume people watching this movie know what mortgage means. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, what I, fucking kid is watching this? Is like, oh, right, she's got to fucking fuck that guy to do because of mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to make sure the mortgage. <laughs> You know how it is. Yeah, I know the struggle, man. Mortgages suck. We've all put up for mortgage before. Yeah, mortgage. So, when that's explained to Lisa, as usual, she's like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> so, they're doing the marriage, they're doing the marriage. They're getting married and Lisa steps in and breaks it up. And also during this wedding, they keep cutting to Jack. And Jack, again, is dressed like bootleg Aladdin, but he's still got great hair and he's Keanu Reeves. And the whole time I'm watching the wedding, I'm like, Georgie Porgy called him his buddy. There's no way Jack would be friends with oh, fucking Georgie not. Porgy. Georgie Porgy has zero friends. Right. Like, like Jack, Jack's got things going for him. Like, he's at least doing something with this Mary. He's the most handsome person in Toyland because yeah. everybody else is a creepy bear. Yeah, they're or like, like a stuffed bear. Frog with, you know what they are? With... All those bears are those fucking creepy bears because they all have hu- They're all clearly played by humans. Yeah. So they're they're uh, teddy bears with human legs. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. <laughs> they're just fucking Everybody else around. in this place is a fucking creepy bear with long ass human right. legs or like a frog with black hands. Right. You notice that one? Yes. Uh, that was very weird. And then you got uh, this fucking dime piece jack he's not gonna be fucking friends with like th- fatso mccookie hat <laughs> right there are two hot people in toyland yeah shocker they're fucking yes well i don't know well i was thinking that if they've hooked up before which i like to think they have oh yeah they're they're consenting adults uh jack is watching the wedding distraught i wish you were watching the wedding looking at barnaby like sup man why? You know I hit it, right? <laughs> like, Eskimo bro. Yes. Your robe comfortable as hell. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, so anyway, so there's a great mortgage crisis going on in Toyland. Huge and Barnaby's, and Barnaby's the only one who can solve it. Uh, I should say. This is the uh, original Big Short. Yes. Mary's mom is a fucking psycho. A, she really wants this wedding to happen so Barnaby can take care of the mortgage. She is also, obsessed she's with paying in love off her... with. She's also in love with Barnaby. Right. She's obsessed with paying off her mortgage uh, so much so that she has a list that is about 20 feet long. It's just one of those scrolls that unfurls and like rolls halfway yeah, down the yeah, street yeah. With, with ways that she can pay off her mortgage. About number four on the list is selling her children. Uh, why can't it just be continue to live in this fucking place where I haven't seen money, there. Uh, why are people buying the, fucking? Th- the I only current, the only currency in this movie. People, no cookies. Oh, cookies are in hot. Oh, man. cookies are a huge currency. Which brings us to this: uh, Barnaby is a terrorist. 
He goes into the cookie factory, blows a whistle, yells, cookie break. And everyone's, instead of being like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy doesn't own this place. He, they just stop and they, uh, they start eating cookies. Barnaby and his two friends, we'll get to them, uh, go into the back, <laughs> open up a little hatch into a big, big hole and throw all the boxes of cookies into the hole. The issue is, when they throw the boxes of cookies into the hole, you can immediately hear them hitting the ground. The hole seemingly is not deep at all. They could recover the cookies probably pretty easily by just reaching into that hole and taking the cookies out. Uh, I just realized, if cookies are the currency for Toyland, Mm. that makes Georgie Porgy the bank. Oh, that's true. All the cookies are inside Georgie Porgy. That's right. Uh, and even after all the cookies are stolen, they're like, oh, man, it's too bad. Oh, Georgie Porgy, you still got fucking cookies. He was like, I found some at the scene of the crime. They're like, there were no fucking cookies at the scene of the crime. That was the crime. The cookies were thrown away. Uh, so uh, I did, uh, I will say the scene where they're throwing all the cookies into the hole mm-hmm. was the point in the movie where I shifted from, holy fuck, what am I watching why am I watching it to, holy fuck, this movie is so bad that it's actually great and yeah. I'm very entertained. The scene of uh, the uh, Bar- Barnaby's uh, little henchman yep. troll things yep. s- playing baseball and oh, smacking yeah. the, the cakes yeah. slash cookies into the hole is one of the funniest scenes that I've seen all year. We could do stuff with that gif of Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, uh, I took l- a video l- on like, my phone. Really? Yeah. L- like uh, when you asked Deej and Pete to to handle the music at the party and <laughs> it's like an alley-oop right and then just like, <laughs> yeah. like laughing fucking playing thunder the whole time it's like the uh one of the trolls has no control of his arms he's yeah just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> those two troll guys have uh unbelievable physical comedy right Their faces are are amazing mm-hmm. they just like are all over the place yeah. and the funniest part of the movie uh so this is all to frame Jack for throw, for doing something to the cookies. So, uh, and it works. They just call the they they call the cops and they're There's like a real fucked up justice system, right? In Cook in the the Toyland. Cop, by the way, is the justice of the peace. He's the same guy that was running the wedding. If anything ever goes wrong, you call this guy, and he is six hundred years old and could not handle himself at all if there were like say a shootout he is maybe the worst cop ever he's got a good beard though yeah he's got a beard that he can part in two which and is boy cool. does he yeah. that's all he does the I whole know. movie uh so when jack is jailed for quote grand cookie larceny uh <laughs> drew barrymore distracts the justice of the peace by telling him about cincinnati and while Georgie steals the keys to jack's cell this plan completely works to perfection. <laughs> Just everything. The guy is taken with the idea of Cincinnati. Execution A+. Plus. Immediately yes. gets sucked into the Cincinnati hole. So then they run to go see the Toy Master, who is Asian, uh, is the only minority in the movie with the exception of Barnaby's two mentally challenged henchmen. And the frog with black hands. Uh, that's true, but is he just going in black hands? Problematic? Yes. Maybe. He, so he's either a minority or a fucking bad normal frog the the worst part about that is that those black normal hands, frog was to say that like frog's supposed to be green not that they're supposed to be white obviously <laughs> uh, the worst part about that is that those black hands were so obviously fake mm. uh that it could have been just a white person playing a frog and they for some reason they just decided to give him black hands mm. yes so that's uh, problematic for sure so they go to the toy master and they tell him about all that's going on 
And every time something happens with Barnaby, someone's always like, I knew he was a bad guy. And it's like, no yeah, shit. Yeah, he fucking like he dresses like <laughs> Beetlejuice and lives in a fucking bowling ball, and he's a thousand years older than everybody else here. And he has a big black thumbnail that he uses to like stroke his chin he, and say evil shit. Right, but like like ten times a week, people are like, I knew something was off about that guy. It's like you, we're living in a world of fucking stuffed animals, and they're not weird because of how weird this guy is, <laughs> right? But everyone thinks that they fucking... He's wearing, like, a big fucking crow coat. Mm, right. <laughs> and and they're like, mm, yeah, he's fine. So... Uh, and he lives on, like, the edge of the Forbidden Forest. Yes. In so, a bowling ball. <laughs> as they're telling him about what's going on... I don't understand what they think that this guy can accomplish, by the way. I think they're just, like, they just need to tell somebody. Uh, he's like, oh, I've got a jug of evil. Oh, and the they're like, master? Yeah. And they're like, they don't ask any rad. questions. They're not yeah. like, why are you just keeping that jug of pure, unadulterated evil yeah. in your closet without a lock or anything either? And it's a pretty, it's like a pretty, what would you say? It's like a 20 ounce jug? It's a, it's like a, no, no, it's, it's like, like a, a two liter jug. Yeah, like a jug. Yeah. So he's got like a growler of evil and he's like, I couldn't fit more. I could, I, you can't bottle up all the world's evil because. Uh, b- there isn't a b- uh, bottle big enough, so I just use this one. It's like, you could have used a way fucking bigger one than that, though. <laughs> right. You could have gotten, like, five times the evil in there. And also, like, if you have the evil and you know that you're in possession of it, why don't you just fucking dispose of it? Right. Rather than keeping it around. The guy's just asking for fucking bad news. You know, but he keeps it in a cupboard that is not even close to locked, so <laughs> nope. it's okay. So uh, Barnaby has a weird fucking bird guy that can just solve any problem for him. It's a cyc- no, it's a cyclops bird oh, that, right. he, that he can look into its eye and see and anything, see anything he, wants. he wants. Yeah, And yet he's still caught off guard a bunch of times in the movie. Yes, well, again, it's probably the beer breath. He's probably pretty drunk the whole time. Also, like, why doesn't he just... If he can watch anything that he wants, why doesn't he just watch fucking oh. Jack and... And Mary, and Mary have sex. sex right. He, Jack is way hotter than him. Yeah. That's just like the hottest porn in Toyland. Ooh, that's some hot stuff. Yeah. Well, so it's obviously bad that he'd be spying on them, but... It's better than... It's like, like better than most of the things that he's doing. Better than molesting the 23-year-old that doesn't want to be with him and is getting pimped out by her mom for a mortgage that probably doesn't exist. Yeah, I just need a fucking sequel of uh, this movie where just Jack and Mary are just fucking like taking trips and... Just living it up. God. What a couple. <laughs> I know. They're, they're, like, they're honestly like Jim and Pam way before Jim and Pam. Imagine if they uh, casted Drew Barrymore in John Wick 3. Ooh. And it was like the Toyland sequel where in But you in need to age, get Mary back because Mary's not played by Drew Barrymore. True. Yes, that's true. So like you'd have to get Mary and she's trying to lead John Wick through Toyland and he's just killing everybody. Ooh. Well... Honestly, if Jack could kill people... Not a single person dies in this movie, by the way. No, it is so rated G, it is not even funny. Also, when they put the Cyclops bird, they trick the Cyclops bird into walking into... The First, they paint his eye black. No, no, no. First, the three of them, or the four of them, are tied up. Mm. Uh, tied up to chairs, and the Cyclops bird just like w- walks around being a fucking doofus bird yeah. and not really attacking them. Just set, just cutting all their ropes. Yeah, just cutting the ropes, letting them free, mm. and then they paint his eye. Yeah, uh, his one eye 
and then they say, "Hey, come here, come here," and he can't see, and he follows their commands. Yeah, they just painted his eye, <laughs> and they, and they're trying to get him to walk into a toy chest that they're into a big uh, chest that they're going to close shut. But when he's near the chest, they go shove, like push him in. She pushes him, and then he takes like thirty-one steps forward into the chest. <laughs> He assisted that so much. It was well, just awful. To be fair, he learned his evil ways from Barnaby, right. who is the worst villain ever. Like the ever. stupidest guy in the world. So when Barnaby gets a hold of the terrifically protected jug of evil, <laughs> he says that he's going to blow it in their faces and they're going to inhale all of it and then that's going to turn them evil because as everyone knows with this non-existent fucking thing that has never existed before that's how it works <laughs> just barnaby has never heard of this fucking thing before sees it and then he's like here's what i know I'll how do. this works and exactly exactly everything will happen so he blows the 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 smoke or whatever the fog in their faces and it's green and they're like fuck uh, with it's working. Everything around. that Barney said, Barnaby said was right. But they're they're running around screaming, "Don't breathe it in." Yes. And meanwhile, using a lot of breath to yeah, say, to scream, "Don't, don't breathe, breathe it in." It in. Uh, Lisa realizes that she's immune to it because she's not turning evil. So she realizes it must be because she's from Cincinnati. She begins singing the Cincinnati song to Jack. Who, after a little bit of singing it like in like a problematic kind of uh, happy death day, what time are you going through the body voice, uh, sings it, and then he's better. And they're like, we got to get Mary to do it. And they're like, Mary, C-I-N-C-I. And she's like, C-I-N-C-I. And first of all, and not to mention the fact that they, this is the first time that they're hearing of this song. They shouldn't know what Cincinnati is. Immediately picked it up. Right. Because Georgie, when they met, didn't know what Cincinnati was. Barnaby certainly didn't fucking know what Cincinnati is. And Barnaby, in real life, is Barney, a successful guy who makes his living in Cincinnati. That guy should know more about Cincinnati than any of these fuckers. He doesn't even know how to say Cincinnati. He He calls her Sinsawatsky. Yeah, he keeps saying Sinsawatsky. And that always pisses me off when it's like... It's like the Belichick like you thing. Where no, dude. It's like, it's like you, you've heard Snapchat. You know it's fucking Snapchat. Stop. Right. Stop playing dumb just to play dumb. I get really annoyed when I do. I, I mean, I, I have people in my life that I will fucking yell at when they do that. They're like, oh, well, I don't know what that is. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, take a fucking second and know what it is so we don't have to do this shit again next right. time it comes up, you fucking asshole. God damn. That, that really drives me crazy. I, I agree. Uh, so he keeps calling it Sinsawatsky. He's like, dude, if you took a fucking second, if you step outside the fucking bowling ball for a second, man, you'd know, you'd hear about Cincinnati. Everyone's talking about it now. This girl's here. She won't shut the fuck up about Cincinnati. Just listen for a second. You'll know what it's called. Uh, I will say as much as we shit on uh, Barnaby for his bad, evil ways, he the the best evil thing that he did in this movie was just called Georgie a big fat lump. Yeah, I did notice that. Uh, I loved it. Or so, a great fat lump. Yes. Great fat lump. So when they escape... Very mean. When they escape after saving Georgie last, because of course... Georgie has been the most helpful person and the nicest person to people the whole time. And they're like, well, priority, gotta save the hot Let's people save first. everybody, yes. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, a big F.U. was uh, Jack helping and carrying 
the two girls across the little crevice when they did that rope yep. swing thing. Yep. And then he just throws the rope to Barnaby or uh, to, to Georgie. And he's like, you're on your own, buddy. Well, and they Georgie learned with is... Georgie that he is not a physically gifted person. No he doubt at all. He does not know how to climb a ladder. There is a real struggle. They have to. It's like a bunk bed ladder. Well, they they just have to go up a couple of rungs, and he can't do it. Right, and they go back to back. He couldn't rope swing across like a three foot crevice, mm. and could just hopped. And they, right, and then he could not climb up three rungs of a ladder. Yes, very very difficult for Georgie. So they make their escape, and uh, just I don't even know how it happens. The next part of this chase ends up being a go-kart race, and they're just riding, riding around in circles. circles. They're not, not going anywhere. They're not trying to get away. They're just, like, doing a fucking race. I think that Jack's like, I'll fucking show you, Barnaby. I'll win. Car chase, driving in circles. Yeah. We really had that same note, and I also I, I wrote down that they're all driving flower cars, even the villains. Right. So here's how they get away. Uh, they just stop driving in circles, and then Barnaby and his two fucking idiots keep driving in circles like for a million more circles <laughs> right. and every time they meet because they're going in opposite directions every time they see each other barnaby's like oh no it's you guys again I'm like fucking do something else like your car your fucking flower car has a break yeah they stopped have 30 you, minutes yeah, ago have you not noticed the other cars aren't fucking there anymore or no the cars are right there the people aren't in them anymore so fucking stupid barnaby so uh they get out and then they, it all culminates in this fucking go kart race. That's then they kind of tied up really quickly. <laughs> like, just all right. Now let's have Jack and Mary get married. And oh, I should well, no, also they, they, say that Lisa has been tricking Mary's mom into thinking that Barnaby wants her. Yes, and she's down. And also she. Lisa, Which would have been a way easier fucking thing to get the mortgage right. paid. Exactly. And everybody would have been happy. Yeah. Uh, also, Lisa orchestrates a war between the toy soldiers and the little goblin things. Oh, that was of fucking... Barnaby's army. Uh, and it's just like the worst war ever. Nobody dies. They just like... They uh, shoot at them. sounds like the best war ever, Pete. That seems uh, like the worst war ever. I want some bloodshed. Nothing's accomplished. <laughs> right. They, they like, shoot cannons and shit. They shoot guns, mm. and n- nobody dies. Again, good thing that th- there is no fucking police in this place. People are well, trying are. to kill. There are bear police. Oh, that's right. There but they don't bear do police, anything. And they are the least effective bear police in the history of bear police. There's a guard. There's a bear guard, and Lisa and... Who none of these people have fucking seen before. This fucking strange girl walks up and she's like, yo, let me get in. And he's like, Ooh. there's a, there's a lot of like, hold me back, bro. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm trying to get at you, but yeah. hey, hey, bear policeman, just yeah. like hold me back a little bit so I don't have to get in this physical alter- altercation. Um, also, a lot of bad, useless musical numbers in this movie. Yes, although I... Uh, they're, they're Not a lot. There are minimal musical numbers, but they're all bad and all very unnecessary. There's one little thing that uh, they recycle a couple times, a theme, a motif, if you will. Uh, it's a very nice melody. They play it in the toy store uh, as a Christmas song, and then they play it at the wedding as a wedding song. Hmm. The, the one that's like... Uh, anyone ever had you know that one nope it's very nice the only musical number that i recognize from this movie is monster piece monster piece yes where uh barnaby is talking about his monster piece oh yeah how could i fucking forget that i thought that one was uh that was pretty good yeah well i mean barnaby had pipes monster monster piece sounds like a lady gaga album right 
And that's like a, a Lady Gaga album I would prefer to yes, Joanne. Absolutely. Like I want more monster right. piece exactly. and and less less Joanne. Uh, so the, she wakes up. It's all fucking over. Wait, no, no, Mar- no let's, not, uh, let's not. We got a little bit left to go. Uh, they the toy master just decides that uh, that Lisa grew up too fast, and that's why all of this is happening. Oh, right, yeah. He was like, "This is the teach you a lesson." Out of nowhere, she. She was a fucking good kid the whole time. Right. The be- beginning of the movie, she, there's she was... No, there's no uh, indication in Toyland that Lisa was like an adult. Right. She was the stupidest person in the world. <laughs> she didn't ask any questions about being in this fucking weird-ass Psycho place. Psycho land, yeah. But in real life, she was nothing but a responsible young lady. And they were like, look, you got to start acting up. Make no, out no, in public. No. They said that she just needs to like enjoy her childhood more. She's growing up too. But fast. she seems to be enjoying. Did she seem like an unhappy kid? No, not at all. She was Which like, like excited the, to why be the toy master thing and- came out of nowhere because n- at no point in the movie was like where I was like this girl is wildly unhappy because she can't be a child. Well, speaking of things that came out of nowhere, so she gets off of Toyland by flying away in Santa's sled because it's the toy master is toy master. Santa Claus. <laughs> right. And it's out of nowhere. That's not how... I hate when fucking Christmas movies just fucking rewrite history. Just, just Santa pick. lives in the fucking North Pole. If right. the toy master was Santa Claus, then he would have been in the fucking North Pole. He would not have been in this fucking bullshit Toyland place with a fucking bowling ball and also, two fucking Also, the first gremlins. time that I've ever seen Santa portrayed as an Asian person. I was going to say, that's a... Uh, that's the one kind of check mark I'll give the movie. Very, very light on minorities, but man, they made that they one minority afraid. count. They weren't afraid to be progressive. Yes, and they, uh, and just make Santa Asian. Yes, like they were not nice to the mentally challenged or uh, to black people because black people did not exist in or Toyland. fat people uh, or fat people because they did have a fat person, uh, so they could make fun of fat people. <laughs> right, but Asian people came out great in this movie also what's the timeline in this movie because they say uh for some reason at the beginning oh, yeah, of the movie, like, where is she sleeping right exactly <laughs> at the beginning of the movie uh they say barnaby says hey in one week right next you're Wednesday, all yeah. fucked i don't know why he just picked one week yeah. he was like i just i i need a week yeah <laughs> i need a week to make sure this I'm all happens with, I'm, I'm trying to take advantage of the dumbest things that have ever existed <laughs> all i need to do is throw out cookies in order to do it I'm going to need a week. <laughs> he says, I'm going to need a week, and then in a week, you're all going to be really unhappy. And then, uh, also in Toyland, it doesn't get dark at all, which mm. seems like a fucking nightmare. That, I would go Why would anybody want to live in a place that does not get dark at all? Like, I love the daylight, love summer. How People it gets... will be killing each other within, like, three days if it never got dark. <laughs> right. Uh, they never show Lisa sleeping. They never show, like where she sleeps who's who's letting her sleep in their place yeah the fucking shoe has a million kids in it already i'm also worried about where fucking mary's sleeping because she's not safe with her mom she's certainly not safe with her fiance hopefully jack where does jack live i don't know i don't know uh, everybody in ho- everybody in Toyland is homeless apparently because they don't show any houses except for the bowling ball I like and the to shoe i think that uh just at one point during the day, you can't even say at the end of the day because the day doesn't fucking end there. The sun just is always right there. Uh, all the bears sit down on benches and then the people just kind of snuggle up with them and have something to kind of hold on to. Could do worse. It's like a big body pillow. Could do worse. I think I could do. I think I could sleep on a bench with a where, body pillow. Uh, where do you think this movie was shot? 
I know. My guess is, well, this is the obvious guess. They're like, hey, Cincinnati, we'd love to, can we shoot this movie in your fucking place? You're, you got nothing going on. And they're like, under one condition. You talk about Cincinnati <laughs> all relentlessly. About Cincinnati. Uh, it is very far away from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I don't know why I just added Ooh, that Italian accent, Pete. But just, <laughs> right. uh, very, very far British away. British Pete. Uh, where? Munich, Germany. What? <laughs> yes. Wow. That is the only place where they have a very large surplus of bear costumes and uh, black frogs. And just that fucking big-ass bowling ball. Right. Like You know what? Like, this must have been a kind of pricey movie to make. I mean, there was no cool CGI shit or whatever. The toy destruct or the cookie destruction came with a table and a door. That's it. They didn't really. I guess maybe you have to spend. I bet they spend a lot of money on feathers because all of Barney's oh, little Bar- things Barnaby's, were just normal uh, things with a lot of feathers. Barnaby's on them. costume uh, wardrobe was was legit. Barnaby was like an actual fucking pigeon. <laughs> right. He looked like if you took a fucking pigeon and just stretched it as much as you fucking could, and like there's feathers and blood everywhere. My uh, so my overall takeaway from this movie is that it is it is a pedophile's Wizard of Oz. I saw so I saw that text. You said that to me as you were watching, and I LOL'd because I was I hadn't I hadn't watched it yet for this week, and uh, I was like, yeah, that actually sounds about right. There there are so many parallels with the Wizard of Oz. Uh, like between just like the dream world with with friends and people that she knew in real life yeah. that were just translated to the creepiest ways possible, mm. uh, and it is really a pedophile's Wizard of Oz. It kind of sucks that for for it being a scenario in which all the like a lot of people in her life um, were like were there. She's like probably what like a thirteen year old girl. I would say younger than that. Okay, Maybe. something like that, but like ten. Okay, so like Eight? you're you're hoping. I was gonna say like maybe you want your crush to be there, and the love story isn't about your fucking hot ass older sister and and her guy, but like about like the, the cute boy at school or whatever. Right. It's like she's having like she's in a fantasy world, and none of it is about her. It's somebody else's story. She's solving other people's problems. Yeah, or having to deal with other people's problems and that making sucks. them worse because those other people are having their problems solved by a fucking eleven-year-old idiot. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the Wizard of o- Wizard of Oz parallels are like fucking crazy. Even Barnaby like looking into that Cyclops eye thing. That's mm-hmm. the uh, the the witch in the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. has that crystal ball where she can like see oh, shit. Oh yeah. And like those little monkey things that ser- that work oh, as yeah, their servants guys... and they're dumb as shit. Yeah. The little troll things. Yeah. So then the, she wakes up uh, and if I woke up out of that shit and then I woke up and I saw fucking all the same people in my house on Christmas Eve. This was Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. I would just... Uh, it, it's seriously the only thing about Christmas in this movie. It really is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is it's in a Munich Ger- movie. It's in, they film in Munich, Germany in the middle of summer. So yeah. there's, ab- there's no snow or anything. Ooh. Uh, she wakes up, she sees fucking Jack, Georgie, uh, Mary, and her mother all around her, and they're all fucking in her house after she just woke up from that terrible fucking dream, and they're putting together a Christmas tree 
on Christmas Eve. Yes. Why is this a common theme in every in movies Christmas that, movie? Like, that it's Christmas just... Eve and they're, oh shit, Christmas is about to happen. Let's put Christmas together. <laughs> right? What the fuck, man? I've been hype on this shit for like <laughs> no three shit. months. It's like, why in every Christmas movie they're really just like, shit, we need to put together this tree. It's Christmas Eve. And then they do they... that in ba- Bad Mom's Christmas too. And then they have the fucking gall to say to their kids, like, well, Christmas time is the time for, like, you fucking didn't even know about Christmas until like one se- Why the fuck am I going to believe what you have to say about Christmas? You left me alone to fall out of the back of a knockoff Jeep yeah. on Christmas Eve and you have the gall to tell me that Christmas is a special time. Ugh. Fuck you, mom. Yeah. And also... In that fucking death dream I had, you are fucking crazy. And you just wanted to fuck the evil guy. You wanted to fuck the evil guy, but only after he fucked your daughter <laughs> to pay for your fucking, uh, like, non unable to support yourself fucking, oh, you suck, mom. You haven't seen a... And if you haven't said that to your mom at some point before, then you haven't lived. You haven't seen Brigsby Bear, have you? No. That movie is about, uh... Not to spoil it, but it's uh, about a kid that was kidnapped when he was a baby, and they basically his kidnapped uh, kidnappers who pose as his parents hide him in like the secret bunker, mm-hmm. and they allow him to watch this show called Brigsby Bear. But it's like a show that they produce so that he doesn't have any exposure to the outside world. What the? Fuck? They produce it themselves, yeah. and it's like this creepy ass nineteen eighties bear. And, like, his bear friends and, like, this alternate universe. This movie, Toyland, is basically what Brigsby Bear was, the TV show. Is Brigsby Bear supposed to be a – is it, like, a creepy movie? Is it, like, a It's thriller? not a creepy movie. It's a it's – a, Is it, like, the Truman Show? Sort of. It's, like, a – Like, Blast it's... from the Past? <laughs> you ever see Blast from the Past? No. That's uh, Brennan Fraser lives in a bunker underground. And then he gets up out of the bunker and uh, – and Alicia Silverstone takes to him. Mm, okay. Not bad for, for him. him. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Right. Uh, no, it's it's a uh, considered. It's not like a funny or like a thriller or anything. It's kind of just like this sad story about a kid who. It's not even a kid. It's Kyle Mooney. So he's oh, like mid twenties, and it's, it's Kyle Mooney's movie. Okay, that sounds. I think this he sounds exactly it. like something Kyle Mooney would do. And uh, he's just like a guy in like his late twenties hmm. who is having like his first exposure to the world. When his entire life has been consumed by this Brigsby, Brigsby Bear show that does not exist. <laughs> That's fucking... I uh, I hate that I'm going to check that out. It's it's actually good. Right. I mean, I, I like Kyle Mooney. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that was a... What would you think of that Babes in Toyland discussion? you think the people who haven't watched it will now watch it? I would say yes. I, I think would, that, like, I'd... I would... If, if I hadn't seen it and then I heard this... If there were like a group hang on Friday or something, I'd be like, yo, let's put this on in the background. If I hadn't seen it and I heard this, I would have tuned out about 20 minutes into the discussion. I was thinking about that. Like, sometimes <laughs> we'll just talk about shit that people can't fucking know what we're talking about. Yeah, right. I, I love that they just, that they're Some people they're say that they down. enjoy that, though, right. even, like, even though they haven't seen the movie. Because they're like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm also positive they don't know what they're talking about. I will say this movie was not good at all. Not good. Uh, but it is in the. It is an elite movie. It is in a, a very elite class where it's so bad that it's good. It's like must watch. Right. Yeah. It's so bad that like you can sit around with a bunch of friends, watch it, and you have a 
fucking great time and just laughing at how bad it is. One of the most fun times I've had uh, the last few years was uh, my friend told me about this movie called Camp Cucamonga, and it was it was a similar kind of thing. It was a made-for-TV movie. It was about a bunch of kids that go to camp, and it's just so fucking stupid. But the cast is like Jaleel White, uh, Breckenmeyer. Uh, I want to say like Jennifer Aniston's in it. It's just like a bunch of people as kids, and you're like, "What the fuck is this stupid bullshit?" And there's like a lo- way more rapping than there should be, and it's awful. But it was just such a fucking great time watching that, being like, "Oh I my think god, that this is, is the so bad. most elite class of movie because it is way harder to make a movie that is so bad that's that it's bad, good. but people want to watch it. Right? That is so bad that it's redeemable and enjoyable, just based off of how bad it is, than it is to make an actually good movie. Yes. So uh, I would give this – like if I had to grade this movie, I would probably give it like a, a five or a six. Like out of ten? Yes. Yeah, that's what I saw on IMDb, whatever that rating is. It said it was like 5.7. Really? I was like, that yeah, is, okay. That's wild. Yeah. Um, we we have not been good at updating the playlist of no, late. No, we, uh, no, nope. And the, like the issue almost is – to the point where I'm like, should we even keep doing the playlist? So that, that's what stinks like because – I've liked doing the playlist. My only issue has been updating. I don't like updating the playlist. (laughs) Me neither. And uh, I really don't. And I just don't get around to it. So now it's like we've missed a few weeks of it. So it's like, what do we do? We just not acknowledge those, and then do we get back to adding? We've only missed like one week. Then we only the oh no, we've missed a couple weeks. Like one week's worth of them. We missed missed like seven of them. (laughs) Okay, we missed last week. So we'll we'll I'll go back. I'll put together the list of last week's, nice. and then we'll do this week. Cool. All right. So let's add some for this week. While I was uh, – I changed my list as we were div- giving that review because you said that the movie took place in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. and that made me want to add this song. Uh, I went on, and I probably will be for a little bit, a little Panic! the Disco kick Ooh. because I – Panic! The Disco obviously has been an ever-changing project. It now consists of, or for a while now, it's just consisted of uh, Brendan Urie. But like, I didn't like their first. Uh, I didn't, like the, the, what was their first uh, album? The the one that had "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies." No, you know that song? Yeah, I know that song. So like that came out, and people were like, "Panic! The Disco." I was like, I don't care for that. And then their second album came out, and people wouldn't fucking stop talking about it. And it was, and not like critics or whatever, but like my friends were like, this is so good. And I listened to it. The album's called Pretty Odd. I think I've talked about it on here before. It is like one of the fucking best albums ever. It is so fucking good, top to bottom. And I didn't realize until this week when I went on a uh, Panic! The Disco kick that uh, their guitarist and bass player wrote the album and then quit afterwards. And then after they quit, after those guys quit, like they put the exclamation point back in the name or whatever. So seemingly, it's these a different two g- band kind of. No, well, so they so they started off as Panic, right? Yeah. At the disco, and their second album was Panic the Disco, and oh. it was this unbelievable album. And then these two guys who had written that album quit. So my guess would be that like Brendan Urie didn't want to be doing the type of shit that they were doing, which was the, the good fucking shit. good <laughs> shit, awesome shit. And so I've kept up with. And since then, like everybody else has quit. Uh, I I mean, I would quit the band too if I made like an unbelievable album. Right, and nobody noticed. And someone it. was like, and someone in the like, f- fuck, like, well, it, that too. Like somebody in the band was like, nah, this shit sucks. Right. We're gonna do the old shit. Like, if but I, also the fact like that I made 
I made a great album and then nobody recognized it. I might as well just fucking quit right. this band. Never gonna make a good album right. that anybody notices. Well, like if one of us came up with like a fucking million dollar idea that was like the most, like the, the best fucking thing that we could fucking do for this podcast or whatever, and we did it, and it was like, huh? And then the other one was like, yeah, man, we really need to get back to talking about John Ham's dick, though. <laughs> and you could see how they'd be like, oh, okay, like, fuck off forever. Oh, that would time. never happen because none of us will ever think of a better idea than talking about John Ham's dick. So, um, so I'm adding a song from that album. It's called Pretty Odd. Uh, you'd said In the Middle of Summer. That is part of the chorus of, and the verse, even, of the song When the Day Met the Night. It's not my favorite song on the album, but it's like one of the top five. But that album, Jeff finally listened to it a few months ago and like texted me about it because he'd seen that i tweeted that like it's one of the best albums ever and he was like fuck this is I'm one of the best albums ever I'm it's have to do so it. fucking good it's hilarious uh, so yeah i'm adding Holy when the day met the night by panic the disco i'm adding your handwriting sucks so bad that's not my handwriting that's my jotting writing that was just if i if if i was having trouble getting from one thing one topic to the next I wrote down Xmas tree, retail, babes, songs, reviews. We haven't even gotten to retail yet. So anyway, Jesus Christ. Uh, Panic the Disco and the Dame at the Night. I didn't add this last week. I meant to, but something else came up. I'm adding hashtag number one happy holiday by Drum. That song is fucking amazing. And Easy plays a lot of Joey Dosick. And Joey Dosick is fucking awesome. And Netflix just does that sometimes. They play cool people that no one's ever fucking heard of, but you're like, hey, I think that person's cool. So uh, Joey Dosick is this great fucking singer songwriter guy but he plays a, and he he sounds like Marvin Gaye and he plays a lot of instruments and a lot of times he plays uh with Wolfpack and he's just terrific so I'm adding the song Running Away by Joey Dosick it's an easy okay uh I am going to add Greatest Love Song by Lanko. Do you know that song? Uh, no, you're thinking of Best Love Song by T-Pain and Chris <laughs> No, that's already, on the, uh, that's already on the playlist. Probably. It is. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Uh, greatest Love Song. It's a pretty basic like white girl country song, Uh-oh. but it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a jam. Okay. Um, then I think I've already added this song, uh, I Love You So Bad. I-L-Y-S-B. Yes, you have. L-A-N-Y. Yes. I'm going to replace that with the stripped version Ooh. because I just found that on Apple Music mm-hmm. and I like it way better than nice. the uh, than like the studio regular like – because they're, they're a uh, electronic band. Mm-hmm. They kind of sound like St. Lucia a little bit, that vibe. Um, but the stripped version, it sounds like there's – like the big uh, feature of the stripped version, it sounds like they're just banging two cute like uh, uh, pool balls together. Like oh, nice. billiard balls. Yeah, it has that like weird, uh, and it's very like identifiable. Hmm. Where you know, like if you yeah. smack two fucking pool right. balls together, you know that sound. Right. I'm pretty sure kind that's exact, exactly what they did for this uh, stripped version, and it's really really good. And also, I'm going to add uh, Van Morrison just released a new album. Really? And it's very jazzy, and I like it. And a lot of it is just, like, instrumental jazz shit, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, and so I'm going to add A Foggy Day. Cool. Which is a song from that. Uh, Van Morrison, I've already... I've, I've done this on the podcast right. before, but Van Morrison is a god to me. Uh, rest in peace, John Mayer. He had to go to the hospital yes, this week. Yes, he had an uh, emergency appendectomy. Because and... he corrected someone's style 
and then his head, got their corrected. headline style, yeah, writing wise, yes, and not th- their fashion. Then immediately got corrected by you, by one me, and he liked my tweet and then and apologized. Then and, wait, did he apologize to you? Yes, no, he apologized. No, he sent out a tweet after saying, "Really, like, like, yeah." I didn't see that. So I didn't see it either. I just saw, like, I got out of spin class and I had an alert. Because, you know, when you do you get alerts from people that you follow? Uh, like for when they like or favorite yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. So those are the only alerts I get. And I on my phone, it was like, uh, John Mayer liked your tweet. And I was like, dope. That can't be a real thing. And I was like, I tweeted at John Mayer yesterday. I bet that's. So I looked. And so I tweeted, uh, I tweeted, like, so fucking lame when people get all excited when Saw someone that. likes their tweet. Like, you don't see me talking about how John Mayer just liked my tweet. And someone responded. They were like, uh, kind of surprised that this is as far as you went. thought you'd be taking credit for the apology. And I looked. And, like, right after he liked my tweet, he sent out an apology. It was like, look, guys, I didn't, un- I didn't know that blah, blah. I'm wrong. Sorry. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. You you faced John Mayer and then yeah. his appendix just exploded yeah, because of right. it. Yeah. His appendix just exploded and he went to the hospital. So you almost killed John Mayer. Yes. Uh, if he died from like a his expen- appendix explosion, I would have been forced to kill you. If his last social media thing that we always talk about, oh, this, like, man. like last Can tweet, you imagine his last say- tweet was like a DJ Bean fucking thing. <laughs> oh man, that would have been. Unbelievable. Yeah. I would have been very upset, but I also would have been... Uh, you would have been like, I fucking my know new, a, a trivia question. My new Twitter bio is one half of the podcast that killed John Mayer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That would have been fucking unbelievable. Um, so, glad that he's alive. Fucking love that guy. I, I, I honestly, I need his social media in my life as much as I need his music. So Almost it, more so the social media now. Yeah. I, I'm the biggest fucking John Mayer he fan He may have made world. his best music. His so, best social media could very well still be ahead of right, him. Right, yeah. He, he like, honestly could be a uh, talk show host. Oh, yeah. Because like, I know that he filled in for uh, uh, Fallon. Craig or, Ferguson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he could honestly be, like, one of those people, and which would be awesome because then he could just play in the band. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. Uh I had a fun retail experience this week. I uh, went to get bike shorts because no, I'm a winner and a that? spinner. And I was like, well, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes a lot of spinning can be hard on the lower body. Testicles. And the upper lower body, if you know what I'm saying. The penis? I'm saying like the, the the lower lower body would be like your ankles. The upper oh, yeah, lower body yeah, okay. is like that area. Yeah, okay, yeah. So the, the balls. Yes, yeah, like just like the the, bl- the whole balls, the ass, rash, and everything in between. Mm, you know, the grundle. So the whole the whole, <laughs> the whole picture. So it can and like not to the point where because a lot of guys are like I don't spin because like doesn't it hurt? I'm like, well, what, what does fucking it, hurt <laughs> mean? You fucking puss. Be a man. Gender up, bro. So um, so. I have friends who spin, and they, they just wear bike shorts, and they're padded. So I was like, cool, I'll just go to get those. So I looked up how much they were, and like, I don't know, like 20 to 50 bucks or whatever. Not bad. So I, I, I could have gotten some on Amazon Prime, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll go, and I'll just I'll, I'll feel out the goods or whatever. So there's a bike shop near my work. So I was like, cool, I'm going to support a local business. I go and get the uh, shorts. 
go to uh, there was no price tag on them or I didn't see the price tag maybe I'd even look at the price tag who fucking cares ballish yeah yeah you know so I go to pay and the guy's like ringing me up and everything uh he's he's like all right will it be paying with this blah blah and like we we're pretty far along the process and he's like okay 150 it's like and I was so far in the process that I was like what the fuck? Because I look like a fucking yeah. chump if I'm like, I'm not paying those fucking 150 bucks for underwear, dude. Get the fuck out of here. So, did you buy them? I bought. No, you bought them. I bought the 150 dollar no! bike shorts, and then walked out, and I got in my car, and I didn't start the car because I was just speechless. I was like, how? <laughs> Those fucking cost $150. I looked up how much these things cost for this exact reason because on some crazy chance that bike shorts are $150, I would decide to not get bike shorts and just let my fucking lower body die. I don't want kids anyway. Right. So You're not using that shit anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm using it. I just don't want kids. <laughs> so I'm like, dear fucking God, $150. Did you go back in? So I went back in, <laughs> and I was like, sorry, I'm man, sorry, I can't just do it. no. <laughs> All right, I'm proud of you for going back in, because that's a, that's a real, like, <laughs> I, I, can, I, can be, I can be a little bitch and just eat the $150, right. or I can, be, uh, I can be like a normal fucking reasonable human right. and say I'm not paying $150 for these goddamn padded underwear. So I walked in, and I was like, so... I had no idea this was a hundred. These were one hundred fifty dollars. He was like, "Oh yeah, you got the the best kind." So he took me over to the thing. I was like, "I had not. I've not bought bike shorts before." Like noob, and uh, he was like, "Yeah." Uh, so like, they were all on the same rack. But he was like, "These are the crazy good ones. That's the kind you bought. These are the really good ones. Those are a hundred. And then these are the fucking bad ones. They're fifty. And I was this like, guy was "Give pro- me the bad." This guy was probably looking at you and being like, "This guy does not need the hundred fifty dollar bike shorts, but right. I'm not going to turn down his money." Uh, well, I don't know. Like, who does need the fucking one hundred fifty dollar bike shorts? Lance Armstrong, right? <laughs> but like, is Lance, Ar- Lance Armstrong going into that fucking store? Probably not. No one should be buying those fucking bike shorts. So I, uh, so I got the fifty dollar ones. I use they should them. send fucking like balloons and streamers down from the ceiling after they sell those. Right, like that. If they imagine if they take commission, <laughs> right? That guy just that made guy a probably would have murdered you if you came back in saying, oh, "I'm sorry, man, I right. don't need these." Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would have cost him his nut. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I got the fifty dollars ones, and when I sat down to spin class later. I was like, I got in the, I got in the saddle and I was like, Ooh, this feels fucking amazing. It feels great. It feels like a fucking pillow. But then I didn't realize when you get up or when you walk around, it looks and feels like you have a poop in your pants. Oh, yeah. Nice, man. Because like you just like uh, around your ass region, there's just like this big fucking thick thing that's not normally there. Like your penis. Right. You don't have a So penis. I texted my friend who wears them and I was like, Hey, wore bike shorts for the first time tonight. Uh, is it supposed to look and feel like you got poop in your pants? And he responded like, most deaf! Exclamation point. So that's the story of me buying bike shorts. <laughs>